Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. We first started blogging actually before Emily and I were in business together. Mm-hmm. It's true. So the blog existed pre-TCC, the blog started as really just a passion project of mine to have a place to educate other people online how to do all sorts of different things. There was no direction, mind you. It was it was not just how to educate on small business. It was how to decorate your house really cute and <laughs> how to do illustrator tutorials. Well, I wasn't teaching you how to create tutorials. I was showing you how to use Illustrator with my awesome tutorial. But the direction quickly shifted. I quickly found my voice. And after a couple weeks, really, I almost exclusively started talking about growing a business because that's what I had started doing in my own life. I had just been laid off from my job, which you can hear more about in early episodes of this podcast. I was laid off and had 30 days to come up with a plan to replace my corporate income. And blogging was pretty much my number one strategy to start growing an audience. Mm -hmm. So I started blogging five whopping days a week. Which is bananas. Oh my good gravies. I don't know what I was thinking, but Honestly, it was probably the best thing I could have been doing at the time because I wasn't distracted with the million and one other things going on because there those things just hadn't started yet. I didn't have an audience. I didn't have a Facebook group. I really didn't even have an email list. And so my blog was my outlet to start communicating with my audience. Yeah. And it was to start building that presence online And I started out strong and steady. I didn't skip a beat ever, literally never. I I never skipped a day. And then I met Emily that summer. Mm -hmm. What happened? 
So we got together and I had kind of blogged a little bit on my own site. Basically, I was the person who would blog whenever like an idea, you know, popped into my head. Whether it be midnight or three in the afternoon, it didn't matter. Not on a consistent basis, but I did like the idea of it. So when we met and we decided to see if we wanted to work together on a longer term basis, we decided that I would guest blog for what is now the TCC blog. So I would come on a couple days a week and I would write a full post and we would use that platform to share it. So what we ended up doing was I would write two days a week, then you would write three, and then we would swap and I would write three and you would write two. So we were still putting out content five days a week, but neither one of us was writing five days a week. So we would brainstorm ideas together, we would browse Pinterest, we would ask our audience, we would do the things because we were like, I don't know what we could be writing about because we were still in that stage of writing what we were doing and what we had just learned the week before or the month before. It wasn't any of this big picture concept stuff yet because we didn't feel like we were on the other side. But we were still blogging five days a week and that lasted until like a Jan January? February? No, it was like next, it was almost a full year we did that, right? Yeah, we lasted, the blog basically had its first birthday. We hadn't been in business for a right. year as TCC, but the blog had. And at that point, after, you know, writing five days a week for a year, we were like, whoa, dog, that's a lot of blog posts. Mm -hmm. And if you added up all the words for that. It was, I mean, well over two major, thick, juicy uh -huh. romance novels worth of content. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> we had definitely written our fair share of words. So we really needed to slow down. But it wasn't because the blog wasn't going strong. People were visiting the blog mm -hmm. all the time. We had grown a bunch of traffic to our website but we were burnt out. Yeah, we were tired of writing. And I think it came at the exact time that we needed it. We listened to an episode of Smart Passive Income with Pat Flynn. We'll link that in the show notes. But where he talked about how he kind of did the same thing. He had written so much and had built such a robust blog role and library up on his website that he realized that there was some good juicy posts hiding and a lot of people weren't finding them. So he started to repurpose old content. So he wasn't writing anything new, but he talked about his structure. He talked about how he went and did that. So we basically were like, oh my gosh, yes, like let's do that. It's so much easier to take an old post, maybe give it a new graphic, give it a sexier headline, give it some beefier info and repurpose it just like it was brand new and still fill up our content calendar, but not have to write something from scratch. And that helped, oh my gosh, get us back in the zone and get us seeing the value of being on our blog. Because I think we could have easily convinced ourselves like, nope, we're done. Like we're out. Like just let's leave the content where it is. But his structure really helped us continue to put out content every single day Actually, it was like four days a week. I think we skipped Fridays once we got to that point. Mm -hmm. But we we weren't writing brand new stuff from scratch anymore. Yeah. So we added on a person to help too. So we added on Sarah to help edit. So yes. she would edit for grammar and to make sure that we didn't sound like blubbering idiots. Mm -hmm. And 
she did a great job of catching that. And we would obviously read our old content and see where it made sense to update it. After a year in business, a lot of stuff had changed. And so there was some stuff that just needed deleted, things that didn't make sense anymore. And a lot of our old posts included stats and different Mm-hmm. You know, things that really just needed our attention again, where we had to like repull that information from wherever the original source was to find a more recent stat. And we would go through and do that. But once we started slowing down, things got a little better. But I think there came a point where we both got bored of refreshing content, which is yes, which is kind yes. of funny. We we were like, oh well, I'm I'm just tired of looking at the same old mm-hmm. stuff. And we at this point, the business itself had really started pivoting. We had mm-hmm. gone to a point where we had stopped taking one-on-one clients. And right around the time that we were refreshing old content was when we started doing online courses. So we were in full-on course creation mode, which took a lot of that creative side of your brain where you're like creating videos and writing content and creating all of these things that creating one more thing just felt like, the worst thing that could possibly happen. (laughs) And so we just had to like take a break. And we, I don't even know, I don't think we notified anyone (laughs) other than each other. It was just like, I think we should just not do this for a minute, maybe. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I I think the conversation was, okay, Pinterest is growing. And I think we set a goal every month where we're like, how many weekdays are out of the month, that's how many blog posts are going to go out. And we started realizing when we were doing our recap that we weren't doing that. We were not writing every day. We would just like let a day skip and not really care, let a day skip and not really care. So I think at the end of that month, we decided let's test it. Like our stats are still going up, even though we wrote half as less this month. Let's see if new content is what's going to keep increasing those stats or are we going to be able to be okay? Because that's the whole point, right? Just because you start a strategy in your business doesn't mean you have to provide your full attention into that strategy forever and ever and ever. That's the idea. That's the hope. And so that's what we were wanting blogging to do for us. We wanted to be able to build up this archive and then realize, okay, where can we provide intentional posts if that's going to be the most helpful thing? So we stopped blogging for how long? I don't even know. I'd have to go back and probably read an old post to find out when we quoted ourselves how long it was. I'm sure it was several months for sure, probably most of the summer. But I definitely know going into fall, we were like ready to get grooving again. We had a new like vibe about life. We were excited again. But at this point, we decided, okay, if we're going to do this, we need help. And a lot of what was dragging us down previously was it was taking us so much time to go in and format and add pictures and create graphics that it was just, it was goofy how much time we were spending on that. So we Mm -hmm. hired someone That fall, I mean, we're talking, this was a year into business, a year and a half into blogging. We brought someone on to actually upload the content we had written after it had been edited and format it and make it look beautiful and put the graphic up there for us. 
And that was saving us so much time. We were like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, I actually don't mind writing again. Yeah. That's not the part we hated. We realized, okay, we don't hate providing new content. We don't hate writing. It's just that the 30 to 40 minutes of work afterwards that you still have to put in to get the blog post up, get it scheduled and get it formatted. And then I'll skip ahead a little bit. We'll, we'll go back and fill in the holes, but we eventually got someone to do the graphics for us also, which was saving Abby, I mean, hours every week in order to not have to make new graphics for every blog post. And so if you have something similar like that in your business where you're resenting what it is that you're doing, ask yourself, is there a tiny part of that process? Is it the pre-process or is it the post-process? You know, the part that you don't really need to be doing that you can bring someone else on or automate using a tool or system to where you don't have to be the one actually pressing the buttons and copying the text and doing the thing. And if you get that off of your plate, can you maybe be rejuvenated in that task again? So that fall when we decided to be like, okay, we're going to blog again. We're excited. We brought someone on. We're ready. We went back to five days a week. Mm-hmm. But Emily and I were each only blogging one day a week, and we brought on guest contributors to fill in the holes. So there was three days a week where someone from our tribe was writing for the blog. And that worked for a very long time. We were loving it. It was moving and grooving, and the team the team just kept exploding. It was like, we kept hiring more people to help with the different piece of the puzzle. And they were all working together where we were pretty hands off for most of the process other than writing our little bit, or occasionally we were still updating old content on our quote Mm -hmm. day of the week that we were blogging for. And yeah, that worked for what? I don't even know. Eight months. Well, from, yeah, from fall to spring, fall to spring. Because I think that freeing that up for us gave us the ability to kind of take a step back and look at, okay, are we going to have a webinar about Instagram? Then we need to make sure that the blog posts that are going around that time are kind of geared towards Instagram. Are we going to sell this thing about Trello? Then maybe let's talk about that on the blog. And beforehand, we were just like, oh, this blog post sounds cool to write. Write it, schedule it, boom. Just because we wanted to get it out. But since we weren't having to do that for five days a week of content and we knew that our guest contributors would write about whatever they wanted and it would be that kind of like wild card post that we could be very strategic about what we were putting out. We felt like they were going to add enough random flavor that we could be specific and almost redundant with the types of posts we were doing. Absolutely. So we might have a whole month where Emily and I are writing only about blogging or only about this particular subject and people don't even necessarily notice that you and I are doing that because it's four or it's eight posts a month out of the 20 or yeah yeah that's right I'm like math (laughs) five times four (laughs) equals 20 (laughs) yeah no so what this looks like if if you are in a position where you might be able to bring on contributors here's a peek into our process if you are like okay but how do all those moving pieces work want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business 
I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it's set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So what we did was we created a form on our website and we sent people to that form at first. We had to really go like grassroots and go find these people. So we posted about on Instagram. We emailed our list. We put it up in our Facebook group. Hey, go fill out this form if you want to write for us. Here's how many visits we get every month. Here's our traffic on Pinterest. Here's, you know, blah, blah, blah. We have a great audience over there already. Go write for us. Here's what we're looking for. So we predetermined what the categories are on our blog. In your post, when you fill out that form, you have to check which category the post that you want to write is going to fall under. So we at least give some guidance as to what that post could be about. 
So it wouldn't make sense for there to be like a really lifestyle branded post on our on our site because we educate small business owners, right? So being tactical, whatever. So then we created that form for them to tell us what they're going to write about, attach any previous work so we could vet them, put their bio, put their headshot, all that good stuff so we could kind of get all that nitty gritty stuff out of the way. That form gets emailed to one of our team members who's our blog contributor coordinator or blog coordinator in general. She would vet the people. So again, at first, we were more hands-on in that process where she would ask us, hey, do you think this person, hey, do you think this is a good idea? But she finally got the role of like making that decision herself and knowing what was going to be good content. So then she would coordinate with those people to get their drafts and get their any creatives that they, they had to add to their post or whatever was needed. She would polish it up. She would send it over to our editor who would make the adjustments. She would make any final edits and then she would upload it to Squarespace. So we never see it. Before it's live, we don't know what's going up there. We see the blog post fresh just like you guys do. And I love that. I think it's super exciting. I think it's super fun. But that's a little peek into all of the people who are in this process to make it happen. Well, she acts like we don't see it. She may not see it because she never clicks on the board in Trello, but we have an editorial <laughs> calendar. Everything's scheduled. All, we know what's coming All, all yes, of yes, the yes. drafts are attached. I definitely go in and stalk people and occasionally be like, are we sure about this person? <laughs> just to make sure, just to feel like I have my hand in the honey pot. But for the most part, she's right. We don't necessarily know. I think we know the subject matter or maybe like the yeah, person's yeah. name, but we definitely don't spend a lot of time reading their articles until they're live, which is right. fun because then we get to see it all beautiful and we don't necessarily see it in doc format, which is not the most sexy way to view something. <laughs> but, you know, such is life. But the cool thing we started adding when we added contributors, I would say around December-ish, was there was, you know, a million online articles like staring us in the face saying, what is next? Video. Video. Video, Video is next. Video Put is next. Put your face on a screen and be a moving picture. Video. And we're like, gosh, dang it. I don't want to be on video. <laughs> I mean, we were, <laughs> we were on video for webinars and for Facebook Live and for all these other things. And like the to have us be on the blog and be on video, like one more thing. And so not that we wouldn't ever do that by any means, but it was literally just like time. Like how the heck would we fit yeah. it in? I have no idea. But we decided to, you know, in the midst of all this, launch a YouTube channel because that's what you just do when the whole world is telling you to get into video. So we launched a YouTube channel, TCCTV, and we started publishing a video pretty much once a week. And we were publishing the video on YouTube. And then we were also publishing a blog post that went along with the video to the blog and those were run pretty much exclusively by guest contributors. We had two mm -hmm. that were coming on very frequently. And then occasionally we'd have someone who was like super passionate about, well, I could do a video for the blog. And we're like, go for it. Like, if you want to do a video, do it. Like, like, 
let's collaborate. So that was awesome, but it's it's definitely a different platform and it's kind of squirrely and distracting. And then you start thinking about video and all the things you could do with video and all the things you could do with YouTube and all the things you could do with video on other platforms. <laughs> and I'm not going to lie, it got me, maybe not Emily, but me, I was super distracted with all the ideas that we could do with video. And it made me think about the blog a lot less starting in January. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know what made me think about the blog a lot less starting in January? The podcast. My kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Emily adopted a baby in January and yeah. then I think she forgot we had a blog for a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I wrote my first post after that, like two months in or something. She had yeah. pre-written so much stuff that she had forgotten yes. that she wrote stuff. Yes, it's true. <laughs> That's a fact. Pre-write your content, guys. But so after we launched TCC TV in December, we did what every normal person does and then launched a yeah. podcast, which is what you're listening to right now. So we launched this podcast January 2nd of 2017, and we treated a new podcast episode, we continue to treat a new podcast episode almost exactly like a blog post. So if you've ever been to our website and you've clicked onto the show notes, so it's thinkcreativecollective.com slash podcast, if you were on the website, you will see that a podcast episode is laid out very similarly to the way a blog post looks like. So it has a title, it has an intro paragraph, it has a graphic, it has like general points of what's being said in the episode, the highlighted points are bulleted, there's buttons if you want to click, there's tweetables that are pulled out as quotes, and it looks similar because it's on the same blog roll on our Squarespace site. So we have two blog rolls. But we did that because we wanted that content to be searchable and it's really good for SEO. And we wanted people over to our website. And I really, really like how those turn out. We've gotten a lot of compliments on our show notes, by the way. So if you haven't taken a look at them on a desktop, I really highly suggest that you do that. Yeah, they are super sexy. I'm not going to lie. I'm a big fan of how they have turned out. But, you know, when you have a YouTube channel and a podcast and a blog going out and a baby a and a head injury yeah. and a million other things going yeah. on and you're like launching all the time and all this stuff happens, then you have like a mini heart attack and you're like, why are we blogging five days a week? <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think we begin to ask ourselves, we begin to see, and I don't know if this is proven yet, like we have to run the stat after not doing it, but we started to see that Pinterest maybe wasn't increasing as much as it had before every single month. Clicks over to the website via the blog were increasing as much as they had before. They were still going up, but they weren't like... I mean, some months, like it, they were like doubling. And so sometimes it wasn't happening. So we're like, are we putting out just too much damn content for people to even mm -hmm. consume? 
Hard pill to swallow. Hard pill to swallow. And we were wondering, are we adding too much noise? And keep in mind, because the podcast, the way it looks, the way it's formatted, the way it functions on our website, because it's damn nearly a blog, like the fact that it comes out three days a week, it's like we went from having a blog five days a week to having a blog eight times a week. And so yeah, we decided, yeah. drum roll please, <laughs> to mm. only blog two days a week, which we've never, ever, 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 ever done before, ever. Well, and here's the spoiler alert. We're blogging two days a week, and a lot of those are filled mm-hmm. with guest contributors. It's uh, a little few and far between where there's an Abby post and an Emily post. So content's going out two days a week on the blog content's going out three days a week on the podcast. So it's going out five days a week, just like in the past, but we aren't. Yeah, just the format's different. So like you get to hear from us three days a week for sure in audio format. Right. Well, and here's the thing that I'm literally realizing right now is the like this conversation is happening. We I know you just said it's like we went from blogging five days a week to eight times a week. And then we're like, okay, we're not going to blog at all. And a lot of those Tuesdays and Thursdays are guest contributors. We're technically blogging three days a week because we're sitting here doing a podcast three days a week. Like we're spending 45 minutes doing the interview, doing a lot of pre-work, getting the interview ready, doing a lot of post-work, getting... So we're not not blogging. (laughs) I'm like... We're still doing it. We're still pinning it. We're still like, it looks like a blog. So now I'm even more like, yeah, I'm not blogging. Well, but here's the question. (laughs) Here's the question that I've been wondering. And it's a hard, it's, it's another hard pill because I don't know if y'all know this, but I have a hard time swallowing pills. Fun fact. (laughs) Random fact of the day. I've actually vomited twice because of it. I don't know because our numbers have not gone up as much month over month as they did previously. I don't know if people like guest contributors as much as they like us, which is hard to know. It's hard to know, but it's also like, it's not like they're going down and it's not like they crashed all around us. So I'm like, I don't care. You get me three days a week on the podcast. Like, suck it. Deal with it. (laughs) Suck it, suckers. (laughs) No. So, you know, I think, I think ask yourself, like, if you're feeling like maybe you're adding to that noise, remember that feeling, especially a lot of you new business babies out there, when you feel like you're just being thrown all of this information and all of this content and you can't possibly consume it. Are you doing the same thing? Is there a platform in your business where you might be aiding into that? And, and when we recreated our website and we had a a whole new website built and one of the major changes that we wanted to have on that new website was the not only the searchability but the suggested content would be more relevant to what you were actually looking at you would get suggested content of videos or podcasts or a blog post and it wasn't to aid into that white noise it was to clear that up 
we ha we heard all the time that you go to sites that have a lot of blog posts and if you can't search and you can't find the things very easily, you just kind of give up and you feel like there's missing information for you. So we wanted to not be another source of that. So that was a major renovation to our website that we had earlier this year. So then like, why are we continuing to make that a problem by putting out so much content? Well, Sash, if, I mean, if you just compare us in general to other people who produce content, I mean, we're, we have always produced gobs more than most. And so for us to slow down, they're like, what? That's not surprising. <laughs> I know. I know. Right. They're like, yeah, you mean you didn't want to blog eight days a week? What eight days souls? a week. Eight times a week. <laughs> Eight days a week. <laughs> oh, so I don't know. I can't say that this is the plan forever because, like right. in anything, times change, systems change, people's yeah. preferences change, and so we have to constantly be aware of where the trends are going, what you guys are interested in, where mm -hmm. people want to absorb content and how they want to absorb content. And so we used to write everything. And then we were like, y'all are getting tired of reading or something. And you, I mean, people want to watch more videos yeah. and they want to listen more. And so what did we do? We started a YouTube channel and we started a podcast. And so we are adapting the way we produce content it's not that we're producing less content. In fact, I think we're probably producing more. We're definitely <laughs> but producing it's more. just in different ways. And it just comes out in different areas and in different avenues. And it's just like shifting. Mm -hmm. But I will stand strong still, even two years later, the way that business is now and the way that people consume content now. Starting a blog, especially at the beginning, to grow your presence, grow your audience, and establish that you are the real deal is still one of the best things that you can do for your business if you do it well, if you do it consistently, if you do it with intention, and if you do it with a goal in mind. If you're willy-nilly posting, a lot like I was before we got together, it is not going to show you the results that you keep hearing all about. So you're going to think that blogging is not for you. We've said this a million times already. It's how you are actually using that tool that needs adjusting. Well, until the, the day happens, which I do think, I really avidly think this day will come, but it hasn't happened yet. Google has not figured out a way when they crawl websites to absorb images in a way that like they read them other than they know there's an image there right. they don't absorb audio content in a way that they can hear what you're saying they don't absorb video mm -hmm. content in a way that they hear what you're saying they literally only read words on the page so to improve your search yeah. engine rankings, to get in front of more people organically, to show up in more places on Pinterest mm -hmm. organically, you have to write physical words on, well, I, I was going to say physical paper, but the internet is not physical paper. 
<laughs> to write digital exactly. words on digital so paper. So you, you can produce these other types of content, but just know that they aren't necessarily recognized yet by the internet yeah. as right. great other than on social media well, platforms. Right. And and what she means by that, literally, if, if, if you're having a hard time grasping this, and, and go back and listen to our episode with Meg Clark where we talk about SEO more, but if you write a blog post that says something like, how to bake cookies using gluten-free sourdough muffins, Google's going to read it as that word. So if someone Googles how to bake sugar-free, I don't even know what I just said, muffins, your article's going to pop up because it says that phrase in it. And it's going to say recipe. It's going to say DIY. It's going to say cookies, like baking. People who are Googling those things, you're going to show up. If you make a video that says that exact same sentence... Google's not going to know to show that video to people who are asking for that recipe. Does that make sense? If you record a podcast that talks about the recipe, Google's not going to know to show your podcast if someone's Googling that question. So that's why on our podcast show notes, there's a whole bunch of text that say the things that we say in this episode because that's the way that Google can read it. You can still send people to a video, but you're going to have to have some meat they're written with it in order for Google to know what it is. Yeah. And, and so how there's like, obviously, people. and definitely go listen to her episode more, but like you can add titles and descriptions and that'll help. But right. There's but ways to like, improve it. Literally it. Can't, if it's an hour and a half long, you're not going right. to get the credit for all of that content. Precisely. So this episode or this thought is kind of open-ended. We wanted to share with you our ever-evolving blogging journey and how we have shifted as the tides have shifted in our business and in our audience. So you could see that you don't have to be married to a strategy forever. You can also use your hard work in blogging or in anywhere else as an opportunity to kind of be lazy about it if you want to after a certain amount of time. So we used our, I think the first time we stopped blogging, we had like 300 blog posts. So we used that archive to our advantage and just reposted old content so we could take a break. You're not going to get that old content to repurpose until you put it out there. So it's okay. None of your work is going to be wasted even if, you know, six months from now you want to take a step back. But I encourage you, no matter what platform you're trying, video or blogging, podcasting, whatever, you have to, have to, have to, have to, have to be consistent about it. That is the biggest key into why blogging even worked for us in the first place. Whatever you do with this episode, I don't want you to try to read between the lines and be like, well, they stopped blogging so I can stop blogging and I'm never going to blog. No, that is not what we just said. (laughs) Okay. We are still putting out a ton of content, a ton of content. Mm -hmm. There is new content on our website every single day. And while they take on different forms, there is still things happening there. And so if you just like halt all new content creation, you're going to see some things just start crashing. Now, the content you've created in the past will continue to still work for you. Like Emily said before, we took that hiatus 
it was, I called a hiatus or you could call it a vacation. You can call it whatever it want. It, we, it was like mm-hmm. a summer vacation. We just took the summer off from blogging. But we had enough working in our favor that it didn't hurt us. Mm-hmm. Now, if we had kept blogging, yeah. would we have been in a better place in the fall? Maybe. But at the end of the day, it was uh, something we were willing to give up for the for the freedom that we mm-hmm. got back in return. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think your talk strategy to me today is to A, tell us what we should do next. <laughs> tell us what our plan should be. I, we would seriously love to hear from you. If you comment on the show notes or tag us on Instagram, are you reading the blog? Are you still reading blogs? Are you taking in the amount of content that people who make a lot of content, not necessarily just from us, are you taking it in as much as you used to? How do you like to do, you know, take in content? Obviously podcasting, you're here listening right now, but do you feel like there's too much, you know, noise in, in the internet fear of telling you what to do. I would love to hear from that. So your first action step is to go tell us. We're going to actually post a poll in the show notes of this episode that we will link in the show notes of this episode so you can click it and do it, okay? And then ask yourself, what are the strategies that you're doing right now that might be adding to that noise of your community? And if there's something that you can scale back or pivot in a new way and put it out in a different way, could you be doing that? And figure out how you can just be there for your people better and stronger instead of just more often. Awesome. Awesome. So go rock it. You're beautiful. Have a great rest of your day. Bye. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor, to get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.